All right, here we go. Welcome to the Respect the Math podcast brought to you by Reliable Tech Help. For all your IT needs, call Reliable Tech Help at 502-797-7399 or visit our website at reliabletechtekhelp.com. I'm your host, Digital David Snyder, and today our guest is Mr. Mike Norman. And welcome to the Respect the Math podcast, where we talk about everything from technology to business, science, popular culture, and more, primarily the things I'm interested in. I'm kind of selfish that way. Thank you for being here, Mike. Tell us more about yourself and uh, what you're here to talk about today. Well, David, uh, my name is Dr. Michael Norman. I'm a chiropractor in Louisville. Modern chiropractic and injury care is my business, and overall, you go to the chiropractor to stay healthy. So I'm here to talk about whatever interests you and then maybe give the chiropractic spin on uh, what we do and, and how we accomplish it and, and how that can help you uh, attain uh, your health goals uh, to, get, to get as healthy as you want to be. Great. Well, we had an interesting conversation before the start of the podcast about how, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm a little skeptical about chiropractic. I think a lot of people are. I think some folks have been given good reason to be skeptical. I think we've all heard those stories of a this or that chiropractor that might have been a little, uh, uh, you know, shady or doing things that don't make sense, that kind of thing. But I always try to keep an open mind. And I've had chiropractic work done on myself before and have had uh, some good results with that kind of thing. And um, so, yeah, the point of today's show is just to educate the audience more about chiropractic, maybe disprove some of the inaccurate information that's out there. There might be some unfair negative connotations about chiropractic and chiropractors and uh once we do that we can dig a little deeper into your your specific version of chiropractic what separates you from the standard chiropractor down the street what do you focus on what's unique about your approach and uh, i want to mention one thing before we start that the conversation we had a few minutes ago one thing that stuck in my mind is you kept saying i want to help people and i think that's good i think that's that's a great place to start from and I think if that's your main motivation, that was the theme behind everything we talked about is you just want to help people. You don't want to tell them to swallow a pill, call them back in two weeks and see if they're doing better. You want to treat the underlying causes and give these people sustainable, you know, healthy options, things they can do lifestyle wise, medication if necessary, chiropractic adjustments and so forth to help them improve their lives and uh, to help them. So let's let's talk about that. Right. So. One misconception is that chiropractic is about pain. In reality, you go to the chiropractor to stay healthy. And pain going away is just a small piece of what we do. But what sets chiropractic different from other predominantly medical uh, treatments is chiropractors ask why. And there's a puzzle there. And it's our job to figure out why this happened. And that problem-solving aspect seems like it's appealing to you. It, it is. Yeah. It is because humans are designed to heal. And uh, if, we, if we're given the right opportunities, we all have the ability to. So To help your body heal itself. To help your body heal itself without yeah. the use of drugs. Yeah. And, and that's what chiropractors do is we're a natural healer uh, profession with, without drugs. And when you address why something happens, a lot of times the symptoms can resolve itself first you address why is this happening and remove that problem and and remove that interference and that allows the body and the immune system to heal itself because we are a self-regulating self-healing organism 
we just a lot of times need help, especially as we age. And you get past your 20s and your 30s, and, and a body that was a lot stronger in your youth is, is now possibly needing some help from, from another person yeah. uh, in order to heal. So, so chiropractors ask why and try to address that problem, and then a lot of times the symptoms will resolve themselves. And when you say why, I compare that to traditional Western medicine. You walk in the office and they say, what is bothering you? Right. They just want to know what's on the surface. Let's suppress these symptoms and get you back to playing basketball or going back to work or whatever it is you're not able to do because of whatever ailment you have. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. And a lot of people aren't trained to think that there's an underlying reason as to why these symptoms happen. You went in for pain and you couldn't play basketball because you had pain in your back. If it just happens once, that's okay. But if it happened a second and a third time and you've got a recurring problem, then there's something that's been missed. So you might need to look a little bit deeper as to what's been missed. And as a chiropractor, I treat spinal misalignments. I look to see if the spine is shaped the way it's intended to be shaped. And if it isn't, then that's stuff that I treat. So when I'm talking with a patient who might have a back injury, I'm looking for spinal misalignments. And if I find that that's going on, then they're in the right place and I can help them. But if I find that that's not going on, if they don't have the spinal misalignments that I treat, then I'm not the right doctor for them. But I'll help them find the right doctor that is for them. So when I'm talking with somebody, I'm looking for an underlying reason, and then I'm going to be looking for evidence of that. If I find it in my exam, if I find evidence of these spinal misalignments, then possibly we'll take some x-rays and look a little bit deeper for the evidence of it. If we find it, then we can help them, and they're in the right place. That's a good thing to think, a good way to think about it. Is it safe to say that if you're in pain or discomfort, your body's telling you something. It's saying, hey, something's not right here. Let's not just quiet that. Let, let's try to find a way to see what the body's trying to tell us, right? I mean, inflama inflammation can cause that. Trauma can cause that. We talked earlier, vitamin deficiencies can cause that. Mm -hmm. Dehydration. Um, talk some more about what can trigger those things that a lot of people just want to suppress as opposed to listening to what the body's telling them and then addressing it from there. Honestly, David, you hit on a lot of good causes. And in my experience, very rarely is it just one thing that's causing all the problems. And the day that the symptom showed up is not the day that the problem started. The problem honestly probably started in their childhood or in their early 20s. And the body's just been under pressure for a long time. 10 or 15 years later, the body's so strong that it might take 10 or 15 years for that old injury to have worn at you long enough that then it starts hurting and yeah. then you have the cardinal signs of inflammation. But even pain, the body can deal with the inflammation as long as it has the proper nutrition, as it has enough magnesium is one thing. Magnesium deficiency causes the muscles to go into a critical, like a starvation for energy mode. And when you're magnesium deficient, you start hurting all over. Everywhere you have muscles, even your heart, even your brain, you can start having brain fog because the brain and the muscles in the heart can't produce enough energy to continue healing. So you might need to look at some underlying nutritional deficiencies. If the body doesn't have what it needs to heal, then the healing process can get stopped mm -hmm. and you just 
don't know it, but you think you're hurting all over, but really your body is starving for some underlying nutrition. Okay. Well, that's a, another, another unique way to look at it. And again, I think that's how your brand of chiropractic differs from traditional Western medicine, suppressing symptoms. Um, what are some other things that you do that people, people might not know you do? You mentioned, um, uh, some frequency manipulation earlier. You don't have to get into the technical, how the watch works, but uh, tell us about that. That sounds exciting to me. I was definitely interested in that. Uh, being someone who studies physics and math, uh, quantum physics, which most modern physicists believe is, is the accurate description of reality in the universe, says that everything is a wave. And so it was appealing to me when you said you can manipulate waves in, in the form of light, uh, other forms, probably infrared, I guess, too, is an option. And then you have blue lasers, uh, talk about that and how that can help people and what that, uh, you know, how that a little bit, a little bit about how it works. I could give a brief overview. Let's do it. that. We, we talked about a couple of different things that you had just mentioned, and one of them was light. And so humans and, and plants and the earth has a constant source of light, uh, a source of energy that beams down on us pretty much every day, and that's the sun. And the sun can be broken up into different wavelengths of light. You have mm -hmm. red uh, you know, you have blue light, you, you have, you know, green light and, and, and violet and, and orange and, you know, you have all the colors. And those are just different wavelengths of electromagnetic radiation. Yes. Visible light, visible light is just a portion of electromagnetic radiation coming from the sun and other sources. Yes. Yeah. And we have evolved to use it as a source of energy, although you don't realize it. You think only plants use light to make energy, but humans do too. Mm. One thing you do actually know is that we use sunlight to make vitamin D. Of course. We use different parts of wavelengths for different functions. But what you don't realize is that they have different functions too. So the red wavelengths of light physically will cause your body's cells to produce more energy. And if you are exposed to red light therapy, then you can heal injuries quicker. Now, if you go to the blue wavelengths of light, these wavelengths of light will cause bacteria. You could kill bacterial infections. You can disinfect the air for viruses. Mm -hmm. And the blue wavelengths of light actually have an action where they can help soften and possibly break down scar tissue in old injuries. Mm. So you can utilize these lasers and you can have different functions in the in the body. Intentionally, you can cause the body to heal quicker, or you could possibly break down a scar, or maybe you could have a, a bacterial infection on your skin, and you could put a laser on it and, and possibly kill the bacterial infection, hmm. and then you could use a different wavelength to speed the healing process. Interesting. I think ultraviolet radiation has antibacterial properties. Yes. Among other things. And I think that the blue wavelengths do also. Well, you know, the blue kind of fades into ultraviolet anyways on the mm -hmm. on the electromagnetic spectrum. So it does. Yeah. But we have access to blue lasers. And well, you don't use And they're probably safer too, right? Because if you get the wrong ultraviolet radiation in the in, in the wrong uh, position or mm -hmm. at the wrong dose, you could really I mean, that's what causes skin cancer, right? It does. And yeah. the ultraviolet actually is broken down into a couple different wavelengths of ultraviolet. And one of them is safe. I think it's the ultraviolet C that's safe. I'm not sure off the top of my head. But but two of them are, are known to cause problems. Uh, and one of them is safe to use. So 
depending upon what you're doing and 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 how qualified you are to use these things you can you can use these different wavelengths for different things and actually green wavelengths if you've seen uh, green lasers those can have a cutting effect Mm. on the body or on cells so let's say you were going to go do a liposuction surgery and you wanted to open up the fat cells you could use a wavelength of laser to open up the fat cells prior to going and doing the surgery so that it would help the surgeon in the sur- and then after the surgery the area you could or? use the red lasers and help heal it quicker and, and decrease that the post uh, bruising and stuff yeah. and in turn decrease scar tissue formation and keep things from getting uh, infected as they heal just knowing how to use the different wavelengths of light uh-huh you can have these effects on the body intentionally and, and you can have a broken bone. Let's say you've got a diabetic person and they break their toe because they have neuropathy and they don't know that their toes broken. So the oh. doctors will just start cutting toes off. If you have yeah, neuropathy, we hear that all the time, mm-hmm. but wow. what you can do and they you can have restore diabe- that sensitivity you, or that you could heal that broken bone Yeah, and keep possibly, you could possibly heal that broken bone. So and help rebuild the neural pathways and yes, and increase circulation because it's the lack of circulation that's crushing it, right? It's lack of circulation that is affecting the nerve that's yeah. causing the nerve to not have enough energy to heal, which causes the neuropathy. Ultimately, it's a circulatory problem, right? And you can heal these, and you can heal them quicker than they would normally heal. Anyway, so a broken bone is going to take about six weeks to heal, but if you start incorporating the red light therapies the lasers and if you do it a couple times a day yeah you, consistency matters yeah but you could take it and possibly heal it in four weeks instead of six would it accomplish that by reducing inflammation as well or? absolutely okay it causes that by reducing inflammation but it reduces inflammation because it causes the cells to produce more energy and the cells are going to heal the muscles the cells are going to heal the organs if the cells produce more energy, you've got more labor to accomplish the job quicker. And again, you're just helping the body do what it does naturally. Yes. We're just giving it a little bit of an assist. We're hacking into it yeah. using <laughs> lasers. Yeah. This is a hack. Yeah. How do you hack into the body's functions? And it can be done, and it's predictable, and it's reproducible. Interesting. You know, we were talking about different forms of electromagnetic radiation, different wavelengths of visible light. Uh, I'm assuming cancer treatments uh, in, the, in the form of radiation are just another uh, another form of electromagnetic manipulation, right? They're just just trying to take out tumors. They are, yes, and things cancer cells grow more quickly and they reproduce quicker than other cells do. So right. when stuff pr- reproduces quickly, it acts upon it quicker. But it it's just it's killing the cancer. It's killing the healthy cells. Well, it's too. killing a lot of stuff too, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, and I think that's more of a bombardment. Yeah. Right? But but what we're doing with the lasers is is nudging the body's own immune system, and it's targeted and more therapeutic and less yes. destructive. And yeah. it, and it's it's a little bit of 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 energy at frequently a little bit of energy frequently, not a massive amount of energy one time and then and then you don't do it for a while you want to do it every couple of hours just keep nudging it just keep 
doing things that help it heal. And I call it chipping away at the healing process. Just yeah. keep chipping away at it and, and it will heal quicker. Just don't give up on it and give the body what it needs. Yeah. Help it to produce energy quicker and more efficiently. And, and, and you can, and you can accomplish these things using, it, using technology. Could it possibly assist with cancer treatments too, or cancer is one of those things that, um, as a chiropractor, especially, I would treat the pay. I would treat the person. Yeah, the person may have cancer, but we want to watch out treating cancer. So, would you be co-treating with an oncologist and whoever else is on the? If I'm treating somebody with cancer, I am doing everything to help their gut repair itself, to help their uh, body produce more energy more efficiently, to help decrease the toxicity. Because if you got cancer, you're at an energy deficit anyways. Mm-hmm. And if you're toxic... And that's before the treatments, which this makes is, it even worse, right? Right. Yeah. You, you want to get that person's body running itself as efficiently as possible. So you, you want to you try to put better quality food in them put better gas in them. You want to try to get some fresh oxygen in them and, and, and get some oxygen into the tissues. You, you want to do things to help clean up the blood and, and the debris and, and, and just stuff that's in the body that doesn't need to belong. You, you need to start doing these things and, 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 and detox it and get that junk out of the body. Mm-hmm. That way they have more energy left over. And they for, can fight. For fighting the cancer. Yeah. So, you, so we don't treat the cancer we treat the person who has cancer. Mm-hmm. All of their organs are suppressed. Their liver's not doing well. Their brain's not doing well. Their kidneys, everything. Their immune system as a whole is suppressed too, right? They, they Yes, and they just need to be nourished and nourished and nourish them back to life and, and make sure that their body doesn't need anything in the process. Interesting. You, you want to correct those deficiencies and and support it because a lot of the cancer treatments you'll they'll tell you the cancer treatments didn't kill you it's the infections and all the stuff that happened after the inf- that you were susceptible to yes yeah. and, and so you you need to correct all those deficiencies so whatever the body needs it's got it mm-hmm. in order to heal very and, interesting and you we mentioned would, you mentioned earlier that made me think about integrity um you said earlier, if I'm not the right guy, I'm just going to refer you to the person that is. I ultimately am invested in your well-being, and if I can facilitate that, that's great. But if not, I'm going to send you to the person that's best able to help you. That that stuck with me. Um, I wanted to point that out. And then something else you said interesting earlier was, I think you were talking about someone who has like a digestive issue. You don't need to issue a bunch of labs and panels and blood work and your analysis and all that. You said you would just assume the problem and start working from it from there. Can you talk about that? what that looks like and how that might be different than going to your PCP and saying, Hey, my, my, my digestion's messed up. Uh, I, I can't. And and that comes from just some experience of treating, of treating people. Ultimately humans, we all kind of heal the same way. And if we all kind of eat the same way, we're all kind of going to get the same problems. And those problems may express themselves differently. You may have fatigue and the other person has irritable bowel and this person has skin conditions. But knowing what we normally eat, we know the effects that it's going to have on the body. And, and all of the healing that happens, it needs to start with healing your gut problem. And many people don't know what that even means. And they think that that means that to take probiotics. And that's just a small part of it. But your gut wall lining is what needs to be healed up. And you actually have two immune systems. 
you have one immune system that's in your digestive system mm -hmm. that's before stuff gets into your bloodstream. Is it filtering it or attacking it? or It's just designed for stuff that doesn't belong in the bloodstream. Okay. And then once nutrients get into the bloodstream, you got another independent digestive system that's designed for stuff that's in the bloodstream. What organs are working at that point? Or is that just your whole Well, body? all of your organs okay. are working. But an example is when you eat meat or protein or beans or cheese when you eat protein it's supposed to be broken down into amino acids mm -hmm. and that's what your digestive system does if it's working properly but protein should never get into your bloodstream amino acids should get into your bloodstream so in your gut we're supposed to have proteins getting broken down but it causes a red flag alarm if those proteins make their way into your bloodstream mm -hmm. So if those proteins do make their way into your bloodstream, it causes your immune system to be alarmed. And that second immune system that I was talking about will go and start getting those proteins out of there. Proteins in your bloodstream means that it's leaking through your gut mm. and it's not properly digested. You don't need protein or a certain type of protein or a certain level of proteins in your bloodstream? Well, your body will break your proteins down into amino, All amino acids. acids at that point. So if it's in your bloodstream... It, by virtue of the fact it's in your bloodstream, it wasn't broken down properly. Yes. Okay. And then it'll reform it into what it needs. Uh-huh. It's not a, a lateral move. It breaks it down to amino acids, and then it reforms it. Builds it. something else out of that. Right. Interesting. But but gluten is in your grains. It's in your breads. Yeah. And gluten is very hard for humans to digest, and most of us honestly can't even digest it right. Mm -hmm. So if that stuff starts getting into your bloodstream, it'll activate that other immune system and then your body will attack what's in your bloodstream huh. because that protein doesn't belong in there. Wow. So gluten can be an example of a protein not properly broken down, making it out of your gut into your bloodstream and then causing all types of other issues. Yes. Huh. And talk and about I, that more because I've heard you say something along the lines of humans don't eat grass and we don't eat I'll talk, I, okay, I've got two things we could talk about. Let's talk That's about that. That's a great question. Yeah. So, so number one is the, the, the breads that are around now aren't the breads that are around in the Bible. They've been artificially, genetically modified. And grains uh, are a grass. Humans don't eat grass. We're vegetarians, but we don't eat grass. We eat animals that eat grass. Yes, even <laughs> if you grind it up real small and it tastes real good, doesn't yeah. mean that we're supposed to eat it. And and cows eat these grains and grasses, but cows can't even digest them. People don't realize that they got like seven stomachs, and, and cows ferment these grasses, and it has to go from one stomach to the next, and then they spit it back up, and they chew it some more. It's called the cud, and then they swallow it, and they chew it. Oh, wow. It. And, and cows, they fart all the time. Because and that's supposed to be a, be a contributor to methane emissions yes, in the environment, right? They're fermenting this. They can't digest it. Yeah. If the cows can't huh. digest it, humans really can't digest it. Yeah. Even if it tastes really good, it's not something that we're designed to eat. Right. And if we and you can eat it if you want to, but if you eating this stuff and you're having health problems, then perhaps it's something that you might want to consider right. not eating. Because logic tells me that humans don't eat grass. So, but if we do, and, and then we don't digest it right, 
and then it gets through that leaky gut syndrome, leaky gut. This is what we need to, to heal with humans, with our digestives, is the leaky gut. If it gets into our bloodstream, gluten is shaped very similar to other things in our bodies. Uh-huh. From it, like a molecular standpoint? From a or? molecular standpoint, it, I'm going to use a prime one, and that's your thyroid hormones. Huh. And your thyroid hormone has a certain shape, and gluten has a certain shape, and it's really close. Thyroid hormone is supposed to be in your thyroid, yeah. not gluten. Yeah. But gluten will go wedge its way up in the thyroid. It can fit through that pathway because it's so similar. Yes. And I can throw off got... all your hormone levels. And... Well, first of all, your thyroid's not going to work right because it's supposed to have thyroid hormone, not, right. not gluten protein <laughs> sitting <laughs> right. in there. Yeah. So, so it's going to make you hypothyroid because your thyroid's not going to work right because it's not supposed to have gluten in that receptor. It's, and hypo it's, means a uh, deficiency of its, of its, of its, function and hyper Correct. would be excessive function right correct okay and if you're hypothyroid you you don't sleep well you wake up exhausted you're cold possibly women can get male pattern baldness on the top of their head it looks like males wow they uh facial lot of hair and other things facial like hair they their their digestion is sluggish so hypothyroid is a very common thing yeah but also the body knows that that gluten protein shouldn't have been in the bloodstream. Yeah. And it it can mimic the molecule of thyroid hormone. Yeah. So it can go get wedge its way in the thyroid and it has what's called molecular mimicry. It's not supposed to be in the thyroid. Uh-huh. Our immune system knows it. So our immune system will go attack the gluten in the thyroid effectively attacking the thyroid at the same time exactly wow and this is called autoimmune disorder right when or it's our, an example of it yeah yes yeah. when our body attacks itself right and gluten is a prime trigger because it's shaped very similar to a lot of different hormones in our body and the body will go attack where the gluten goes so gluten foreign proteins in the bloodstream caused by a digestive problem is causing our body to attack itself. And then we start hurting all over all the time. Mm -hmm. And then your health really can start to suffer simply because stuff was getting into the bloodstream that didn't belong in it. We that's think just we, one example. We and think we can just eat whatever without repercussion. And if you're not sick, you can do that. But if you for are a period sick, of time, it will catch up to you eventually. If, right? if yeah. you're having some health problems, these yeah. are the things that you want to start considering. Yeah. Because if you want to be successful in healing them, you might have to address some of these issues. And how many traditional Western doctors will even start thinking about that? If you went into their office, they'd start lining, lining up the medication for you to try, right? Yes, they're going to give you thyroid medicines, um, which all, although they make your thyroid test look normal you still feel like crap yeah. it doesn't generally the thyroid medicines don't make you feel any better but it makes your doctor happy because your thyroid looks normal yeah it's interesting the uh, last 10 minutes or so we've talked about just nutrition mm -hmm. how big a, 
a component that is to your overall well-being and how it's obviously a big fa- factor in your practice and your approach to treating people. I know personally, I haven't taken nutrition seriously for a large part, portion of my life. And I've, ha- I've had some medical issues recently where I've had to take that seriously. And, you know, a lot of people want to make a lifestyle change and get instant re- results, right? We want that. We want to go to the gym and work out for two days and be buff. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work like that. My case is a little bit of an outlier. I started getting immediate, almost near immediate feedback that the changes I was making, drinking way more water, consuming less sugar, less red meat, more protein, uh, getting off caffeine completely, I started getting really, really good biofeedback from my body saying, we like this, keep doing this. So um, that's a personal connection I have to that piece of it. Um, One thing I was going to mention too, do you think uh, along the lines of things like high fructose corn syrup, gluten will eventually be phased out of primarily the majority of people's diets, even if they don't even have a, a documented, you know, or an example of uh, sensitivity to it. It seems like it's going that direction. No, I don't think it you don't think be. that. Okay. I think that people are too emotionally tied to it. Yeah. And what you don't realize is improperly digest gluten turns into a morphine derivative. Oh, an opioid called glutomorphin. Huh? And how many people crave gluten? They got to have their bread. They got to have the, I'm in that boat. You yeah. know, and it makes you feel good. Temporarily. And, <laughs> and, and then just like addiction, that feeling wears off in about an hour. Yeah. And then you want it again. Yeah. And we were lied to a long time ago with the food pyramid eating guideline recommendations yeah. because those aren't, those guidelines aren't for how humans are supposed to eat. Well, then they serve the farming industry primarily. Well, we were starving <laughs> as a country yeah, and they were paying the farmers to grow wheat. Yeah. And if you're paying people to grow wheat, then we're dang well going to eat it. Right. But even then it wasn't genetically modified the way that it is now. And it's so foreign the genetics of, of, of grains are so foreign that our body knows that it's not natural to nature and it will naturally attack it because it's not a natural genetic product. You see, your probiotic bacteria in your gut absorb those genetically modified plants. They absorb the genetics from them. And they have put genetics inside the grains. They've genetically modified it so that the grains produce roundup the grains produce a herbicide oh a natural or not it's not natural but it's they they produce an effective herbicide or pesticide or pesticide yeah. yeah and when you consume the genetics that yeah. cause that plant to produce roundup your probiotic bacteria in your gut incorporate that into their genetics. They uptake those genetics and they will start producing wow. pesticides. Poison. poison inside your own body. Literally poison. Your body is creating poison. And you crave it because of the morphine effect. Yeah. And as it's destroying your intestinal wall and causing irritable bowel problems, it's a painkiller as it's doing it. Yeah. And you crave it. That is very interesting. I've never heard that before. They know this. These 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 engineers and these chemists that make bread taste right. so good. And no, it's not even bread at this point, it's, right? It's not. <laughs> it's not what it. They've done a switcheroo. It on looks you. like it. It sure tastes like it, but it's not. Right? It tastes great. Yeah. But to know that it breaks down into a morphine opiate 
substance. Wow. And then has you emotionally tied into eating it. And if your emotions tell you to go eat that cookie, you're going to go eat that cookie. And we all know about the dangers of opioids in the human body, physiologically, psychologically, chemically, biologically. We know that that ruins people's lives and uh, causes people to commit suicide and die of overdoses and commit crimes and do all that. Right. That's the first I've ever heard of something as seemingly tame and harmless as bread breaking down into opioids, uh, feeding your brain and essentially making you a junkie for wheat, yes. for gluten, essentially. It has hijacked your emotions and you wow. are not in control of your actions 100%. Because if, if there's a chocolate cookie on that desk, I'm probably going to eat it. And it is an emotional experience. And I'm not in control of that. I'm after the opiate effect that's going to happen when I don't properly digest it. Wow. Wow. That segues into something else I'd like to talk about, and that's a, there's a long list of things most Americans are willing to do to feel better. Mm-hmm. But near the bottom of that list, if it even makes the list, are the big two, diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they'll try this or that procedure, this or this or that or experimental therapy or medicine. They'll try all these things, right? Hanging upside down for two hours in the middle of the night, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Exercise more, eat less, and ultimately, hopefully, eat not only eat less, eat more, more pure nutrition, essentially. Um, it sounds like that's a huge part of your practice. It, um, just the whole lifestyle piece. It, that's just chiropractic at its core. And, and at, at the heart of my practice, honestly, I'm an educator and I can show you how to do this, but you got to do it. You got to do the work. And I can sit back and watch. Yeah. And you can light the path, but you got to walk down it. Yeah, and then I, you either do it or you don't. Yeah, and, and, that, and it just depends on how much pain you're in, either physically or, or spiritually or emotionally. Yeah, if if there's an easier, softer way, we're going to take it mm-hmm. because usually that means that we don't have to change ourselves if we don't have to get ourselves under control. You know, I want to be healthy, but I still want to eat that chocolate cookie. Yeah, and and. And, and, and not just getting yourself under control, but having the persistence to continually work on regaining your health. Because mm-hmm. it's not something that you get it back in six weeks and then go back to the stuff that made yeah. you sick. Yeah, You can do that if you want to, but let's get you healthy first. And if you want to go back to those ways, I support it. It's your life. Yeah, You, you can make that choice, but, but sometimes it's so much better that you didn't realize it was possible to get that good. Right. And in the end, you, you cherish knowing what made you sick in the first place and being, and just having the power back and the hope to be able to get over that situation yeah. and, and recover because not many people, once they lose their health, not many people get it back. Right. They're not willing to do the sacrifice that you talked about. And it's not hard. It's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. But it's simple, and it really takes persistence to continue to do it after you get your health back. Yeah. Can you talk about the supplement um, aspect, uh, aspect, aspect, if I can speak clearly, mm-hmm. of diet and exercise? We talked earlier about if you're deficient in this or that vitamin or mineral, the that can also play a role in your symptomology and also in, um, in getting better. I know mm-hmm. you incorporate that into your practice. Can you talk about that? Give us some examples of what are some common deficiencies and easy, easy ways to supplement that and help you recover? Well, uh, so, yes, we can. So at the core of healing anything is you have to get that area of the body producing more energy. And... Uh, 
the body cannot continue healing if it doesn't have the basic nutrition that it needs at that moment. If it runs out of nutrition that it needs to produce energy, then it just can't. And you start going into an energy crisis, and over time it leads to disease. So the first thing that you should do is make sure that the body has all the basic nutrition that it needs. And there are various powders out there uh, that are meal replacement powders. And many of them are designed to correct underlying deficiencies. It's kind of like a, a multivitamin. Uh, I like the powders because I don't like taking a bunch of vitamins. I would rather put it in a drink and drink it that way. And they taste good. And what's the benefit to that? It's just easier for you personally to tolerate it? Or is there a benefit to that in terms of absorption or efficacy? It's honestly, uh, it, it part of it's just personal preference. Okay. Just easier for you to get it down. It is. And they, some of them taste really good, too. And that yeah, speaking of those chemists, they're good, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, they are. They don't have, supplements don't have to taste bad. Yeah. And, but a lot of the supplement pills that you take have fillers and binders in them. And it, it, sometimes if you're, if, you're, if you're treating multiple deficiencies within the body, you, you may be taking 10 or 20, you know, pills a day. Mm -hmm. uh, depending upon what the person is. And sometimes you just don't want to take 10 or 20 pills. Mm-hmm. So get, and when get you a, say pills, specifically supplements, supplements, prescription vitamin medication. C, vitamin D, vitamin yeah. B, that you know, different multivitamins, things. all that. Yeah, or or things for your organs, or things for your brain, or things for your heart, or your mm -hmm. kidneys, or your lungs. Uh, <clears throat> I like to try to make it fun, mm -hmm. and, and and the and the powders are easy to drink and they taste good, but they correct the underlying deficiency that that you have, and make sure that your body has whatever it needs to have. And there's high quality powders out there. I think a, number one, people should have something like that. I think another one that they should have, especially if they have uh, eaten a bunch of bread over their lifetime or taken a bunch of antibiotics, is a, a powder to heal your gut. And there are specific supplements for healing gut problems. And they have specific stuff in them like L-glutamine or they might have slippery elm or aloe vera. And these are things to help uh, heal the gut wall lining. That's what you're focused on. All naturally occurring, organic, mm -hmm. nothing chemical or engineered about it, safe to take. Right. Yeah, yeah. you want to soothe the stomach and calm it down and coat it. Mm -hmm. In my experience, it takes a couple of years to really, before stuff really but you're starts. trying to do decades of... Abuse, essentially, right. right? Yeah, it's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You'll you'll feel better quicker, yeah. but it takes a couple of years before stuff really starts to come together mm -hmm. and, and, and you really see a lot of good results and the blood work starts looking better. It'll start looking better sooner, mm -hmm. but you need to be on some type of a powder designed to heal the gut lining and undo those decades of damage that have been on. So that's a common one you treat? Yes, I, th I think everybody needs it. It doesn't matter who you are. You need help digesting your food, and your digestive system in general needs help. You mentioned um, these ailments that people have. It crosses a threshold to where it's unbearable in terms of pain or discomfort or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's not usually one thing that happens, and then bam, you have this problem. It's a buildup. It can be weeks, months, or even years of lifestyle choices that are bad that reminded me i heard a doctor once say most folks who break a bone they didn't just break the bone 
There, there was some previous minor trauma that could have been a hairline fracture or it could have been a tendon issue, placing stress on that bone because it's out of alignment. And then eventually, right, it could mm-hmm. be six weeks, six months down the road, something breaks. I think that will probably apply to diet and exercise yeah. um, in the self-help, or not self-help, but uh, self-healing and lifestyle changes. People so make. let's put it this way. Your body can take it till it can't. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and then it crosses that hill. And the body's really resilient. It could take it for a while in some cases. For a long time. Our bodies are so resilient. You have no idea. Still the most complex machine ever created, right? You have no idea. Yeah. You know, we we tend to look at it from from physical standpoints, but there's a whole energetic side of our body that they they act like isn't even, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. But but, uh, we really don't even scratch the surface on how stuff really works we know how we think it works yeah but when other people show you different stuff that defy your particular beliefs and you don't understand it, you don't want to talk about that stuff well don't just tease that talk about it what are some examples of that uh what are some examples of it uh so i can i'll talk about laser therapy then so i have somebody that has a, a, a herniated disc in her back and she has a lot of pain going down her leg and her body has compensated for this, and now she has a hip problem, a hip socket problem on the other side. And she's been talking about it for a couple of weeks, and it's not that I blew it off. I was just treating her hip, and when it wasn't getting better like it should, I thought I would look a little bit deeper into what's hurting her. So mm-hmm. I put my hands, where is your leg actually hurting you? Let's put your hands on it. Mm-hmm. And it was real ropey. Almost like two fingers were underneath her skin. Just and, and inflammation or no, stiff? No, it, it was the muscle that lifts her leg up, and it's called your hip flexor. Uh-huh. But it was really, really tight and ropey on so one tense side. and firm. And hurting, and she couldn't walk right. And, and she it's supposed limping. to be elastic it's and It's supposed to not soft. feel like that. Okay. So the other one didn't feel that way on the other side. Yeah. And so I got to thinking. Now, sometimes you got to try something, see how it works. If it's not working, you need to take a deeper look and see what might have been missed. So Mm -hmm. I started taking a deeper look at what might have been missed. Now, if one leg is working that hard, it means the other leg isn't doing its job. Mm -hmm. Compensation, you mentioned that. You're going to have to just go with me on what I'm about to talk about. Okay. So you can use lasers to communicate with the nervous system. And I can ask the body questions, and I can push on different muscles and see if they're strong or not. And I can use those lasers to communicate with the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that one leg was super tight because it was working too hard. Doing the work of two legs. It made me think that there's a muscle on the other side that's not doing its job. Mm Mm-hmm. So what you can do is, and I figured it was going to be one of her glute rear end hip muscles on the other side. So I put her on her stomach and I had her raise her leg up and I pushed it down and it went straight to the floor. No resistance. Very, very little. Yeah. So I put my finger on the nerve coming out of the lower back, just on the skin over the nerve that controls that muscle. And when I put my finger on there, that muscle was strong. You just made a little bit of contact or some pressure? Uh, Just enough, just so the brain knows what I'm doing. Oh. So the brain paid attention, and it told me that there was an issue. There was nothing wrong with the muscle. Uh Uh-huh. 
But when I made the brain pay attention to the nerve, the muscle was strong then. Energetically, what has happened is the brain turned her hip muscle off on that side. It's called, it inhibited the muscle. Uh-huh. Why would it do that? It does it to protect her, probably, because it, it hurt when she got in that position when she was walking, and, and so okay. it turned that muscle off, huh. which then the pelvis isn't stabilized the way that it should, and this other muscle was super tight because it was doing the work of two legs, like you mentioned. Yeah. But I tested that muscle. It was weak. I put my hand over the nerve. The brain paid attention to what I was doing, and then the muscle was strong. Hmm. So what I could do is communicate with the brain with a laser, and I put the laser on that nerve. Yeah. And was, what I'm doing is I'm giving the brain energy, I'm giving the nerve energy, and I'm giving the muscle energy at the huh. same time with that concentrated red laser. So that's a red laser you use for that particular yes. purpose? Okay. And I gave them all energy. But what I did was I hooked the brain and the nerve and the muscle junction back up. Wow. Because once the brain gets something turned off, it's hard to turn it back on. Right. Because it did it for a reason. And the brain doesn't just turn it back on. Sometimes going through physical therapy programs can get that muscle working again. Mm -hmm. But I turned it back on in five seconds with a laser. Now, that's short term. She'd have to come back for more laser treatments? that's permanent. Unless she... Falls, wow. unless she falls or has trauma that messes up the that, one treatment corrected the it. one treatment turned it back on so now the brain can use that muscle and nerve huh. and it's going to be more efficient so now we dug a little bit deeper into what was going on mm-hmm. and and using those lasers you can communicate with the and it has to be a laser it can't be an led it has to be a laser hmm. because lasers of, are ultra focused they are coherent light light and they're all going the same wavelength at the same time okay whereas leds the light scatters everywhere Uh uh-huh if you want to communicate with the nervous system you need to use a laser at a specific frequency or wavelength yes yeah and lasers with coherent light which means that everything is in harmony and they're all the wavelengths are going the same way yeah lasers when you put them on a human it establishes coherency with the body it brings it back in tune it makes things work better together it's not so chaotic it's for that particular nerve red laser light is closest to the natural energy frequency and wavelength that's flowing through that nerve it's not necessarily a wavelength of light that's flowing through a nerve, but the wavelength has a response. The body likes that wavelength. Okay. And I could use it neurologically to communicate with the brain and turn muscles on. It's responsive. That, that were turned off. Interesting. And inhibited. And when I turned it on, then she could push off with that hip muscle. Yeah. And then it's going to take the pressure off of that other one that's not working. That's that's working too hard. That's fascinating. What's an example of something that would be a more uh, appropriately uh, treated with a blue laser? A blue laser, let's say you got uh, a skin condition like psoriasis maybe. We could try putting the blue laser on the psoriasis and see if it can break that tissue down. Or if you got a bug bite. And you got a red mark on your arm. Mm-hmm. Um, you could put the blue laser on there. Or let's say you've got an old 
stiff ankle because you sprained it when you were playing sports in your youth. And so the the the, the red light, I mean the blue lasers have the ability to soften tissue and you can take scars and soften them. You can break with, up scars, the, obviously yeah, reduce inflammation. Or adhesions maybe in your abdomen. Yeah. Let's say somebody had endometriosis and they've got some scar tissue in their abdomen. So you could possibly use a, re- a blue laser over that area to help soften the tissue and use other instruments at the same time to break up the adhesions in, in, the, in the abdomen, in the fascia with, within the tissue. Wow, that's fascinating. It, it just helps. It's just a tool. It's not the solution to everything, yeah. but it's a tool that you can use as part of your toolbox. Wow, I never thought about it like that before. I didn't know there was so much that goes into, I guess, modern chiropractic. Chiropractic. You mentioned earlier this isn't unique to you. This is kind of the, these are standard methodologies used by a lot of chiropractors these days. Well, I don't know what they're all doing, but this is standard for me. Okay, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. Right, yeah. this is standard for me. And and when, when, when I'm looking at a chronic case that, People haven't been able to figure out. You need these technologies. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be able to utilize new things that that other people aren't. And you've got a lot of tools in your tool belt. You can attack it with uh, several different mm-hmm. uh, approaches. Yeah, there's there's always more than one way to heal something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mentioned it before, you might not even have to know what the problem is to be able to heal it. Mm-hmm. You just keep working on something and getting the pressure off of it and giving the body the nutrition that it needs and mm. stimulating the repair process. Your body is designed to heal. You don't have right. to do it all. It's going to do the work. Just you just, a little help sometimes. You just yeah. need to help it. Yeah. Right. You mentioned the word disease quite a bit. Have you ever broken down what the actual kind of the root components of the word disease are? Oh, as a chiropractor, okay. we have. Yeah. I always thought that was fascinating. You're in a state of dis ease yes yeah and you are trying for ease right you are trying for peace of mind yeah and and if if your health is is challenged uh ultimately make your decisions on what's going to give you the most peace of mind and mm-hmm. that's going to help quiet your immune system quiet your brain uh and 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 decrease your stress so ease is definitely what we're striving for yeah um, you know, the name of the podcast is called the respect the math podcast. Mm-hmm. And I get folks asking me about, you know, what does that mean? And for me, it means there's a math or a, a science to almost everything we do. If you're a world-class gymnast, there's angles that you have to master in terms of rotating and flipping and jumping and all the things that they do. Um, that can be broken down into a science governed by principles like logic and math, for me, um, in the creative fields that I used to do a lot more of and still work in now, I'm doing the podcast, used to do photography, graphic design, and video, still dabble in some of that, I have to respect the math. There's an underlying process that has to be adhered to for me to make sure that my process and ultimately my end result is, is the qual- level of quality uh, that I want to get. The reason I bring that up is, what's an example of respecting the math in your field? What are some underlying techniques underlying rules that you've learned from experience that you have to really keep be mindful of while you're you know performing your craft and hopefully perfecting your craft oh that's a great question dave and it goes right to the core of what chiropractic is and and what i do and i mentioned it before 
we treat the spine and we treat the nervous system that it protects. And the brain and the nervous system run the body through its nerve pathways. If you're not healing properly, your nervous system is not functioning at 100%, not optimally. And your body's, as a result of that, your body is having trouble healing. So your spine is supposed to have a certain shape. And it's designed that way. There is engineering. There is so much engineering in those joints in the spine and how they move and how they protect it and how they allow us to do all this that if you lose your proper shape, if you lose your spinal proper spinal alignment, yeah. you're going to have dysfunction, which is going to lead to disease over time. So that's what we look for. We correct spinal misalignments. I do. Yeah. If your spine isn't shaped right, it's not going to function right. That's engineering. Mm-hmm. And if I find that's going on, that's what we treat. So I can help you. So when I'm doing my exam, I'm looking for what the problem is. And when we're looking at you straight on, your shoulders should be level and your hips should be level. Now, if I look at your house and your roof <laughs> isn't yeah. level, yeah. And your foundation isn't level. Are you going to keep changing the roof? Are you going to level it out? Right. You know, are you going to keep changing your windows or are you going to fix your foundation? Mm -hmm. And that's what chiropractors do. They say, why are your windows not opening and your doors stuck? Well, your foundation's wrong. Mm -hmm. And if your spine is in proper alignment, it's going to function properly. But mm -hmm. if you lose that, you're going to have disease. You're going to have back pain. You're going to have organ problems. You're going to have heartburn. You might have digestive disorders. You might get shoulder rotator cuff problems. These, all these musculoskeletal problems ultimately are the result of spinal misalignments. Interesting. Fix the problem, and the symptoms usually will go away. I had no idea that chiropractic could be so all-encompassing in terms of you can treat a, a digestive issue, you can treat plantar fasciitis, you can even treat compensation from one uh you know one uh, appendage to another um and then obviously all the diet issues and uh things that go along with that mm -hmm. that's very that's very interesting um let's see i'd like to um take a moment just for you to tell us more about your business how long have you been in business what are some of the principles you use to guide your business First of all, tell us the name of your business. Okay. My business is called Modern Chiropractic and Injury Care. Where are you guys located? It's located right off of the Waterson Expressway at Newburgh Road. And you turn on to Newburgh, and then you turn on to Bishop Lane. And then if you just keep turning, you'll turn right into our parking lot. Next to Yummy Pollo, correct? Next to Yummy Pollo. Everybody knows the restaurants. That's a, exactly. that's a recognizable uh, landmark. And do you have a website? Yes, we do have a website. It's modernchiroky.com. Okay. And Cairo is C-H-I-R-O, modernchiroky.com. Uh, I encourage anybody that's interested to get on there and look at the website. One thing that I want you to notice is it's not about pain. It's not about neck pain and back pain. It's about recovering from your condition and getting your life back. What could you do now that you couldn't do then and and that's ultimately what chiropractors do we we look at why this is going on and try to fix that and so intentionally 
we we didn't want it to be about pain. We wanted it to be about getting your getting your life back and keeping it back. And that's a and big distinction. It is. I'm licensed in Kentucky and Indiana. I've been doing chiropractic for 20 years. I have uh, practiced in uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania also. Um, the office that we're at now has been open for about six months, and we're still getting moved into it. Uh, but we do chiropractic, and we do light rehab on neck pain, back pain, shoulders. Um, and, and then we do, we do nutritional work with people also. Uh, s- some things um, insurance covers, and some things insurance doesn't. Uh, so for the nutritional work, people, they need my time. They need me to sit with them and figure out what's actually going on and what type of a plan do we need to enact to, to, to remedy this. Mm -hmm. So those, those appointments are longer. Um, and, and ultimately it's an education just like today was an education. It's an education on how the body works and we can show you how to probably achieve your goals it just takes time. It's yeah. not something that happens quickly. But, you know, a couple of years down the road, are you going to be better or are you still going to be looking for an easier way? Yeah. You could do a little bit of both. But but healing, sometimes uh, it's not a matter of can it be done, it's if it can be done. And when you set realistic goals, it can be done. Put the work in. Put the work in and just don't give up. And if what you're doing is not working, don't stop. Do more. Mm-hmm. At least you know what doesn't work, and you're one step closer to finding what does. Well, maybe it's really working, but your goals are screwed up. Yeah. You expect it to happen in one week. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> don't stop what you're doing. If it makes sense, then keep doing it, but just add more to it. Yeah. Don't stop. That's the key. And how do people reach you? What's your phone number? My office number is 502-554-3800. And we can be reached through there. Our paperwork is on our website. We've got a phenomenal section of blogs that I encourage people to go read. It has uh, different topics than than you're going to find. And it it took a while to put these together, and there was some thought that went into them. Mm -hmm. And and ultimately, it's an educational piece for people who are looking for ways to heal themselves. Very good. Well, now that we know more about what uh, Dr. I introduced you as Mr. Earlier, I apologize, what Dr. Mike Norman does with Modern Chiropractic, um, you can reach him at his website, modernchiroky.com, and I encourage you to uh, pick Mike's brain. This has been very informational for me. I've learned quite a bit, Um, and uh, I'd like to finish our show with the following, or the final segment and it's called see good to be good okay this sounds interesting see good to be good is an idea i came up with after trying unsuccessfully to align myself and my business with some charities i believed in for whatever reason it just didn't work out timing fit whatever and one day i said you know what i'm just going to start my own nonprofit. oh wow (laughs) yeah so at that about that same time i was thinking about how a lot of people waste opportunity particularly in this country where there's so much of it and so much freedom and liberty and I thought to myself, why are so many people not reaching their potential um, in life? And I said, well, they need an example. They need to see good being done to be good and to do good. And so that was the motivation for it. So I like to end all my podcasts with talking to my guest about what are some things that you believe in, some causes you'd like to bring up, uh, causes you're directly involved in. Uh, what are some examples of the way you're giving back to your community and how others uh, could do the same? 
you know, one way that I give back to my community is I always have at least one or two or three people who I'm treating pro bono. Oh. And and it doesn't mean that I'm sponsoring their recovery, but it means that they are trying and they are doing the deal. And that touches you. And if you're doing the deal, I'm going to support it. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times the worse off people are and they still haven't given up, that's that's somebody I want to support because I get a lot out of it in terms of when I see somebody struggling but continuing to do the deal, it gives me inspiration. Mm-hmm. That's if why they you can got do it, this, right? I can do it. That's why you got in it, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I've been given a gift, and I got a, I've got a certain set of healing capabilities that a lot of people don't have. And if they're trying, I'm, I'm not going to quit on them. You know, that's yeah. one thing. I'll stand by you as long as you're as long as you're doing your part and really giving it a try. I'll stand. I'll stand by you and help you. Yeah. You know, they may have to buy their supplements, but I could treat them and I could do certain things for free. Yeah. Especially if they're sitting over there in a chair, and I may just show them how to use my equipment on themselves. Wow. And let them come in and just use it. You know, for free. Yeah. I don't have to do it. Let me show you how to heal yourself. You just come in and do it. Yeah. And if you get stuck, we'll talk and we'll reevaluate things. That's great. I like that. Um, you know, something else too, I like for people to have an example of someone like yourself who's obviously did the work, the hard work to educate yourself and get the necessary credentials and uh, licenses and everything to practice chiropractic. On top of that, you've built a practice and um, you built a business at the same time. For that person out there right now who's thinking, I don't know what I want to do with my life. They might have just graduated high school or college and they, they need to see an example of someone who's done it and been there and done that. What would you tell those people? Can it still be done? Is there still opportunity out there? Um, can you can, can you reach your goals and your dreams? And if so, how did Dr. Mike Norman do that? Ooh, that's a that's a that's a big one right there. Uh what, what I would say with the person who is trying to figure out their dreams is that in my experience, uh, what I think is going to happen is exactly what's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> and, and to just be open-minded and, and don't rush the decision because the decision will work itself out. And what you think might be the way it's going to go might not be the way it's going to go. And so align yourself with people that are successes. Because if you hang out with people that aren't successful, then there's a good chance that you might not be successful too. So hang out with the people that are doing what you're doing. And don't count anybody out. Because that message that you're looking for may come from anywhere. And, uh, you know, you might even get your message from a dog. You just don't know. <laughs> Dogs are full of wisdom. You know, they, they yeah. had those one dogs. I don't remember the name of them. But you could be stranded out in the winter in the woods. And, and they they'll had find you. The, the big dog, you know, and they would put, like, liquor in, in their neck, you yeah. know. Yeah, And send the dog, was it, not German, St. Bernard or That something. sounds right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you might be out there, and your help might come from a dog that's looking yeah. for you. You just don't know. And yeah. So don't ever count nobody out. 
don't ever judge people because you just don't know what where, where it's going to turn out. And, yeah. and a lot of times this stuff will come back to you. You, you just, just sit tight, let it play itself out. Don't rush it. See what happens. Have, Stay fun, have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of a couple of sayings. The first one is a lot of, a lot of times the answer has been there the whole time. You just weren't open to it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and keep an open mind uh, to, you know, where that, where that can come from. Like you said, don't underestimate the source just because the source may look unconventional or unfamiliar to you. That, that person asking for money on the street corner could be full of wisdom that you need. Mm -hmm. And yeah. especially if they're passionate about it. Yeah. And, and, and everybody's go, they got to go through their own circle in life. And, and what's right for you may not be right for them. Mm -hmm. And and you, you just never know. It, it's so keep working at it. Keep doing the right thing. It's all going to work itself out. Awesome. I think that's a great way to finish up the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Mike Norman. Thank you. It's been I, great. Thank you. It's it's a privilege to be able to do this. You know, I have um, feel like my adult life has prepared me for something like this. I for the, as long as I can remember, I've always been fascinated by what people think and what they believe and ultimately why they think and believe it. Uh, and so I'm always having these conversations with clients and friends and other folks. And one day it occurred to me, why not document these and get them out for other people to listen in and see if uh, I can add to the conversation and people could learn from it and who knows where it could go from there. Mm -hmm. So you did a good job. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the respect the math podcast. Again, I'm your host, digital David Snyder. Thank you to my guest, Dr. Mike Norman with modern chiropractic and to our Banner sponsor, Reliable Tech Help. For all your IT needs, call Reliable Tech Help at 502-797-7399 or visit our website at reliabletech, that's T-E-K, help.com. We'll see you next time.